And welcome back. This is our season two, episode two, August 27th edition of Tiger Talk. This is our weekly Hattiesburg Tiger Coaches Show, live from Walk Ons Bistro and Bar here in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, tonight, we're going to recap last week's tough loss to Pedal. We're going to preview this week's Little Brown Jug game and just get coaches' overall thoughts. And, and uh, we're going to even have this little guy up here with us for a little while uh, just so everybody can see it. If you've been in Hattiesburg for the last five years or so, you've probably <laughs> seen it because that's where it's lived. And uh, we're going to try to keep it here for a six, Coach. But That's the um, goal. What's that? That's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. Uh, we're happy to have you with us, whether you're here in the room. We've got some fantasy drafts going on back here. Or uh, I'm going to set this on the floor for just a minute. When we start talking about it, we'll get it back up here. We've got some fantasy drafts going on in here at Walk-Ons. We've got – People eating, enjoying the food, and uh, we're just happy to have you with us watching on Facebook Live. HattiesburgTigers.com are here with us, and uh, we're just gonna we're gonna jump right into it, Coach. Happy to have Thanks. you with us, Head Coach of the Tigers, Tony Vance. We got our drinks delivered here. The walk-on staff has been fantastic to us, uh, getting us situated and and getting us in the right spots, and even let us taste. Coach, you weren't here, but John and I got to taste the Krispy Kreme bread pudding. You're about a year late. I tried it last year on grand oh, opening, on. so come on. <laughs> it's delicious. It is delicious. It is. I didn't even know it was on the menu, and if yeah. you haven't tried it, you've got to come, if, even if it's just for that. Krispy Kreme bread pudding. It's, it's fantastic. Good. It is. Uh, well, I don't feel so bad now. I felt bad that Coach didn't get any, but uh, now I don't because apparently he had some before I did. So. Um, Coach, happy to have you with us again this week. Glad to be back, man. Uh, looking forward to tonight's show. Uh, well, first, what I want to do is kind of what we do every week. I want you to tell us a little bit about, we'll call it the state of the program. You tell us a little bit about what's going on outside of football right now. I know we talked a little bit last week. Has anything happened since then? Uh, actually, our varsity uh, volleyball team is playing right now over at Oak Grove. So, uh, okay. we're still the best of luck in that match. Uh, our swim team competed yesterday. Did a great job up in Laurel at the uh, – swim meet so looking forward to the rest of our sports team our cross country will start running uh next week so looking forward to them getting started and um just off to an exciting start now where do they run cross country where do they where do they do that kind of stuff uh, different places normally up around uh the pearl jackson area okay uh, sometimes off in louisiana but most of the time up around pearl jackson area is where they go they do that on like tracks through the woods or they do it on a track <laughs> or what <laughs> how do they I didn't run much that's, in high school, Coach. You know what? That's a great question. I, I must admit, <laughs> I've never been to a cross-country meet, but I think there's, like, planned courses they run through. I don't think yeah. it's on a it's not on a track. It's, like, through – my, my imagination would tell me it's through. That's kind of what I think, too. And, so. and you've always told me that I can ask you anything I want. So, yeah, hey. so there you go. I stumped you on that one a little bit. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out the answer. We'll talk about it next week Guarantee. after they get started up. Uh, let's jump in, Coach. We'll talk about uh, last week's game. We took a week one loss, tough loss to Pedal. Uh, Pedal's a good team, number 10 team in the state. Uh, we lost to them 38-15. Saw several positive things. Saw a few things that need to be worked on as the season goes on. Uh, let's start with the not-so-good things, okay? okay. So uh, what did we learn from this first live action that, that we've got to work on, that we've got to improve on as the season goes on? Uh, everything, you know, we've got to <laughs> – We've got to improve on every single thing. You know, it's not one thing I can say, hey, we're as good as we need to be right there. Uh, but, you know, I always tell our players and our coaches, it's never as good as you think. Yep. When you watch film, it's never as bad as you think. And uh, going back watching film from last week's game, 
it's not as bad as you think. Uh, we were close on a lot of plays mm -hmm. offensively. We were close on a lot of plays defensively. So uh, it wasn't as bad as the score, you know, up here. Uh, so we're not as far off as some would think. Uh, certainly we've got some improvement to do. We've got some things to fix. But, uh, you know, there was a lot of positive, probably more positives than negatives to take away from that game. Uh, to be honest, uh, you know, obviously we've got to get better in the kicking game. Yeah. Uh, that's a big part of football. And, uh, you know, some we've addressed uh, yesterday in practice, today in practice, uh, something that I expect us to be 100 times better at uh, come Friday night. But uh, a lot of positives take away from it, uh, you know. Uh, definitely, you know, thought going back watching the film, you know, we can play better. There's no question about that. So, Yeah, special teams did hurt a little bit at times. I, I did think special teams, especially particularly the, the punt unit, got better as the game went on. Yeah, I think um, got a little bit more comfortable there. Yeah. But, you know, you got a bunch of guys out there that, you know, probably with the exception of one that was their first time ever being on a punt team. Guys so. and girls. Yeah, Kendall's, you're right. Guys Kendall's, and girls. Uh, Kendall's so. first time to punt, I guess, yep. in a game. I, I haven't yep. ever seen her punt in a game before. That was first so four, so. First time for her to yep. punt in a game. And you could tell she got a little more comfortable as it went on. Yep. Um, and she had some people in her face those first few times. Yeah, yeah got hit a couple times, you. so. You know, yeah. but that's part of it, and, uh, you know, you hate to put her in that situation. But, you know, I told her on the sideline, hey, if I didn't think you could do this, I wouldn't ask you to. But Well, and know. I don't think she'd have it any other way either, would she? <laughs> I, I mean, agree. I, she's, she's as tough as any of those guys out there, I would imagine. So, yes. uh, so yeah, so a few things to work on, a few things to fix, and, and I know that you'll you'll get those things straightened out and um, got some time to work on those things. But let's flip over now to the positives. On the, on the positive side – you the very first thing you've got to talk about is wide receiver Ryan Briscoe. Uh, Briscoe, 67 rushing yards, 106 receiving yards, 67-yard uh, run and a 70-yard reception for touchdowns, both of those. Um, he scored both, both touchdowns for the Tigers. He's just a lightning rod for this team. We, if, if we can get the ball in his hands, yeah. he, is, he can really be a lightning rod. He can play, uh, no doubt about it. He can pick them up and put them down. Uh, my old high school football coach said Joker can scoot. <laughs> uh, so, but he can run. Uh, so we've got to do a better job of making sure that he takes the ball and be creative about the ways we give him the football. So uh, looking forward to, you know, learning more about what he's capable of doing. Um, obviously, he's new to our program, and yeah. we're still learning some things about him. And, you know, uh, as time goes, uh, he'll get better. And we'll get, do a better job of getting him the football. But also spreading it around to some other guys. Uh, Obviously, as time goes, people get film and their game plan to take him away. So, it'll open up some opportunities for some other guys. So, uh, we're looking forward to that. And there are definitely other guys that you can do that with. Uh, you got Josh Jones out there, yeah. and, and you've got several other guys that are, are newer, kind of more inexperienced players. Mm -hmm. The thing about Ryan is he's new to this program, but he's a yeah. senior, and he's oh, yeah. played at North Forest. He's and, seasoned. Uh, he's yeah. probably been a two- or three-year start over there for them and did a great job Coach Dillon and those guys. Uh, so we're excited to have him in our program. Yeah, that's the difference between him and some of the other guys. So, But having him there to be able to do that and let some of those other guys adjust to game speed and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff will be, will be beneficial for the Tigers going forward. Um, Overall, I mean, if you look at the score, it doesn't look that way. But I thought the defense actually played pretty well, especially in the first half. Yeah, first half I thought we flew around, uh, ran to the ball extremely well, tackled really well. Uh, and that was the thing that concerns you going into week one, how well will you tackle. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't have a lot of missed tackles the first half. Uh, second half we started to tire a little bit, I felt like, and mm -hmm. started to miss some tackles and not play as fast and uh, with as much energy as we did the first half. But overall, you know, uh, you know I think we're going to be pretty good on defense when it's all said and done. Uh, also thought that uh, 
both quarterbacks did certain things well. Mm-hmm. You got you had uh, Willis and Powell both yeah. play some. Willis started. I, I thought they both did certain things well. I thought uh, Willis ran that uh, the Statue of Liberty type uh, end around play perfectly. Yeah, he I mean did a he, great he job. drew he drew the uh, pedal defense to the left side of the field. Yeah. There was nobody on the right <laughs> side. I thought he did that perfectly. I think I probably could have scored on that. I one. believe uh, you could. It was wide open. Uh, that's a play we run. We've ran several times in the past, and uh, you know. Uh, like I said, executed to perfection. He did. He kind of so, held the ball right there on his yeah. hip where nobody could see it, and uh, Briscoe came around, grabbed yeah. it. And, and then I thought Powell was, was effective passing the ball. I yeah. uh, thought he was able to, to kind of whip it around a little bit and, and get the offense moving that way. So I thought both quarterbacks did a good job. What did you see out of them? Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I think when you go back and watch film, uh, you'll see some plays right there that, you know, were just a little bit off on a pass or maybe have a drop or, you know. But when I go back and evaluate, hey, did you make the right read here? And, and most of the time, hey, you made the right read. Now we just got to do a better job of executing. And those things you look for with your quarterbacks are do they fully understand what you're trying to do offensively? And, you know, going back and evaluating the film. And I told Jordan when I saw him yesterday in film, I said, you think you played pretty bad, don't you? He said, yes, sir. I said, you'll watch this film, you're going to be surprised. You didn't play as bad as you think. Right. Uh, and you watch the film and, you know, he didn't play as bad as you think. Uh, obviously, you know, he didn't play as well as he wanted to or we wanted him to, but he didn't play as bad as you would think when you go back and evaluate the film. Well, there's a lot more to playing quarterback than just throwing it the is. ball, right? It and, is. And, and so, like you talked about uh, making reads and that kind of stuff, those are the kinds of things that you want to see. The execution part of it, the physical part of it, I feel like, and, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but that's the kind of stuff that you can work on as the season goes on. No doubt. You, 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 know. you ease into the game and that kind of thing. But if he can make the reads, either yeah. one of them, him yeah. or Powell, if they can make the reads, get the offense in the right spot, spots and, and know where they're going, yeah. the, the, the execution part will come. You know, the intangibles, you know, the things that, you know, kids are born with sometimes, the things that they have innate ability to do is what I really look at, you know. And, uh, you know, both those guys possess some talents and some things that they do really well. So yeah. uh, as the season goes, is, you know, they build more chemistry with the offensive line, with the running backs, with the wideouts. I think we'll be fine. I do. What, what did you see, speaking of the offensive line, what did you see out of those guys? You know, for a group of guys that, you know, with the exception of one, their first time starting or first time, you know, being together as a unit against a you know, really good pedal defense, you know, I thought they played okay. I did. Uh, you know, did they have some blown assignments? They did. But one thing, you go back and watch the film, you don't have to question was did they give effort? Yep. Did they play hard? And, you know, if guys doing that, we'll get better. And uh, that's the thing that we harp on. Let's just play hard. Let's give it all you got. Uh, let's leave it all on the field. And, you know, uh, I thought they did that for the most part. Was there any, were there any other positives that we haven't talked about that you saw? We haven't talked about the defense a whole lot. Any, yeah. Anybody that stood yeah. out over there? You know, I thought, we, you know, we started uh, four guys in the secondary, uh, three that never started or played a varsity football game before. And I thought two cornerbacks did an outstanding job, Cam Norman and uh, – Called him E Man, but uh, you know I thought they did a really good job. Uh, e Man came up with the pick there on that sideline, which yep. was an awesome play. Uh, I thought it Cam was. did a great job of playing man coverage and you know doing some things. And I thought both those guys came away with a ton of confidence after that game. And that's what you look for as a coach. You know, did these guys get better as the game went? And yes, they did. Did they gain more confidence as the game uh, grown? And they did. You know, I thought Walt Thompson did a great job. For a guy that, you know, it's his first time playing football since ninth grade. Mm-hmm. You know, he came in, had some great pass breakups and did a great job coming up, making some tackles. So, you know, those guys in the secondary, I was really pleased with, you know, that was out there for the first time, you know, 
you know, some guys on the defensive line made some plays for us. That, you know, uh, Cam Eccles, uh, you know, number seven. Everybody's probably wondering yeah. who that kid was. He's a sophomore. Yep. You know, uh, he made a lot of tackles at the line of scrimmage. He's uh, a big kid. Yeah, he is a <laughs> great kid to be around. You know, uh, Tomasio Robinson, we moved him from linebacker down to defensive front. And, he, you know, I thought he came through and made some plays for us. So, you know, same thing as offense. As those guys jail get more chemistry amongst themselves, they're going to do a better job. And, you know, I think we'll be fine. Uh, I tell everybody to ask me, hey, don't push the panic button just yeah. yet. You know, it's week one, so. I think you're right, too. Um, I thought that the secondary really did improve as the game went on. Uh, you could tell that those guys settled in a little bit that had not played football at yeah. all or either not played in a long time. Um, I thought they really settled in, did a good job. But we said it on the radio broadcast before we started, and it actually came to fruition in that first half. You needed your experienced guys on defense to make plays. Seb yeah. McGill, uh, Tomasio, those guys to make some plays for you mm-hmm. to, to give the other guys, the more inexperienced yeah. guys, some time to get, to, to get used to the speed, to get used yeah. to how things were going. And they did that for yeah. you. Your, your experienced guys, it, you know, they stepped up and they really made some plays there in the first half. And um, did, did you feel like because, – because kind of a turning point for me, and, and this is just how it happens sometimes, there's some strategy to it, but – I kind of felt like the turning point was when they were able to kind of double up on you at halftime. They were able to yeah. score right there before and then right after, and yeah. and that's that's tough to overcome when that happens. Yeah, you know, we missed a field goal right there that, you know, didn't quite get the ball on the tee, and, you know, so we missed a field goal, and, uh, you know, they go down and score right before half, and, of course, they get the ball to start the third quarter, and they were able to go in and capitalize and kind of take, you know, momentum, and, uh, you know, it's tough when you're a young team and, you're playing against a pretty experienced team, and they've got the big mole on their side. So, you know, I thought for a minute there we kind of, you know, we we shook a little bit, and then we kind of got our composure and got back to playing football. So. Yeah, and then you have the fluke plays. There was an onside kick that I don't even know if it was designed to be an onside kick. Yeah. Um, it was. It was kind of a. Poops it wasn't kick. a bouncer. It was kind of a high kick, yeah. and, and just fluky. Just couldn't get it. And yeah, yeah, they were yeah. able to get on it. And you know, you got a guy in place right there, and just you know, you want him to make that play. And you know, as time goes, he'll get more experience. Yeah, and next Nine time around, he'll make that play. That. So yeah. It happens. You know? Yeah, it does. And, and and I definitely wasn't calling him out. It's just yeah. I was just talking about the fluky nature of right. of the onside kick and that kind of stuff. Just yeah, just comes. You know, you, you, ball bounced their way. Yeah, not much <laughs> you can do about that. And you're right, they are an experienced yeah. team. And you know, if you've got a guy out there that's in experience head up with a guy that that has some of that experience now you know most of the time that experienced guys gonna yeah. win and yeah. even if you've got more talent um so you know that that kind of stuff happens but overall I, I really thought that there was a lot to learn from and a lot learned in that game um, no doubt you know and the one thing i say you know, our kids didn't quit they didn't give up and uh you know that's one thing i tell them about we're gonna play hard and we're gonna play to the end and we're not gonna quit uh we're gonna we're gonna continue to you know put our best foot forward and, uh, you know, find the right set of guys to get out there on offense, defense, and special teams. And as the season go, you know, uh, we'll get it all together. And, you know, I feel good about where this team could be at the end. Quite a few penalties. Um, yeah. That's something y'all are working on this week. And, and, and a lot of it was – it's a lot of stuff that you do see in first games. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a lot of first game stuff and stuff that you just got to fix uh, before game two. And that's, you know, that's how you know whether you're – you're going to be okay or yeah. not. Is that stuff that y'all are working on right now? Definitely. You know, and some of it's just mental. You know, some of it's just uh, not being focused and, uh, you know, the jumping off sides. You know, there's no excuse for that. You know, as long as they play football, you don't move to the ball moves. And uh, that's just guys not being focused, not paying attention. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of it's just antsy, just ready to, you know, go. But, you know, those things that, you know, uh, I think that 
you know, we address in practice with a few up downs or, or, <laughs> or a little reminding that uh, we can't move to the ball moves. And, yeah. you know, hopefully uh, we correct that. And we don't have much of that anymore. Well, and it wasn't just you. Pedal had the same issues. Yeah, they, yeah. they had quite a few of those same issues. And um, been a few years since we started 0-1. Yeah, so, I, I didn't realize that. Uh, I think somebody told me it's first time since 2016. I, or yeah, I didn't I even look that far back. It, yeah. I just know that it's been a while. Yeah, so somebody, I didn't realize it myself. The whole time that I've been doing radio for you guys, we've been one and zero every time. So, okay. so it's been it's been a little while. Yeah. Um, what do you tell your team, and and then what's their attitude kind of been like coming back to practice? Well, just tell them, you know, you show them the film, you show them the mistakes, you show them the things that we were that close on executing, and. You know, but uh, our guys are upbeat. Uh, we've had a couple good days of practice. Uh, you know, they're anxious. I could honestly say they got back to practice yesterday and ready to go to get better, and that's what you want. You want a group of guys come back hungry, ready to get better, realizing, okay, coach, we've got to get better. What do we need to do? You know, so uh, they're doing those things, and that's all we can ask of them. And uh, as a coach, you know, you're excited about the opportunity to go out there and coach them every day when they have the attitude, hey, I want to get better, coach. What do we got to do to fix this? Uh, we don't like losing uh, as coaches. Those players don't like losing. So uh, at the end of the day, you know, everybody wants to win. So let's get out here and let's get better. Let's do what it takes to win. Well, you're not used to losing. And <laughs> even these even these kids that are have some inexperience, they've been on these teams yeah. that have yeah. been, you know, 10-0 yeah. regular seasons and played for a state championship and that kind of stuff. So they're not used to losing right. either. So that, that's tough. And that's one of those things that you guys as coaches uh, have to kind of walk them through and, and lead them through uh, by example. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm sure you guys are kind of keeping your heads up and staying upbeat. And oh, no doubt. You know, kind of it's, it's week one, man. You know, uh, so – uh, we're going to make sure that we address things we have to address and fix things we need to fix and get better at things that we did well. And uh, I think that's what you have to do, and uh, that's what we're going to do. And you've always talked about, even when we were, you know, winning big every week, you've always talked about 1-0 this week. And, that's it. And that's the same thing that you say every pregame, yep. every postgame, 1-0 this week. And so going into this little brown jug game, looking to go 1-0 this week. Yeah, and that's it. And I remind our guys after the game, you know, that, you know, Hattiesburg's a proud program. Mm -hmm. uh, Saturday night was the 1,000th football game Absolutely. in the history of Hasburg High School. So that's quite an accomplishment. I think uh, maybe two other schools in the state of Mississippi have played 1,000 games. So a yep. uh, proud program, uh, rich on tradition, and uh, it didn't get that way by guys that, you know, quit or gave up when things didn't go the way. And I remind our teams of that. This is how we're going to have to do this. And uh, guys before you have done it, and you'll do it also. So uh, looking forward to getting out there next Friday, this Friday and uh, seeing how much better we can be. Yep, Drome and I did mention that on the radio broadcast, and I had every intention of mentioning it today, so yeah. I'm glad you brought it up. But that was the 1,000th football game in the history of Hattiesburg Tigers or Hattiesburg High School program, uh, and you're right. That is amazing. Not Probably not a whole lot of schools in the state that can say that. Uh, that's, a, that's a lot of games, Coach. Um, last thing I did want to mention before we go to break, before we move on to this, this week's game, is um, you had several guys touch the ball, several running backs, those yeah. kind of things. You ended up plus one in the turnover category. Yeah. So I thought you guys, for, for a first game of the season with a bunch of young, inexperienced guys, I thought you protected the ball really well. That's a big positive to come I out agree. of I agree. That's one thing I pointed out to our team yesterday. Hey, we didn't turn it. We had that one uh, on, the, on the kickoff. But other than that, uh, we didn't throw it to them. Uh, we didn't lay it on the ground. And yeah. uh, when you do that, you give yourself a chance to win. Now, obviously, you know, we've got to fix the turnover. I mean, the uh, penalty situation. Yeah. But, you know, we didn't turn it over. And that's a great positive coming from week one. Yeah, to have as many guys touch yeah. the ball as you did um, and to not turn it over, that's, that's a big accomplishment for the first game of the year. So what we're going to do now is John's got the highlight video 
from, uh, from the pedal game last week. There were quite a few highlights. You'll see Ryan Briscoe on there a couple of times with his long plays. We're going to take a break right here. We're going to come back. We're going to get our, our little brown buddy back up here. It'll be two minutes. We're going to get our little buddy back up here, and we're going to talk about the 98th edition of the Little Brown Jug game. We'll be right back. We had a crew up here. Everybody was up here. We had a little Vance up here, Deuce. We had my radio partner over here, Jerome Brown. Y'all feel free to step back up here, show your face. We got Jerome sitting over here. I think you can probably see him on the camera. And uh, <laughs> Jerome Brown, the voice of the Tigers right here. And then Deuce is back there. He's a Tiger player, but he's also uh, Coach Vance's son. So uh, he's been around this program as long as Coach Vance has. Over half his life. Over half yeah, his life. seven years, so he's only 12. So Absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely right. That's, that's going to be your future star Tiger right there, I believe. <laughs> Coach, let's, let's move on to this game. Um, like we said, this is the 98th playing of the annual Little Brown Jug game. And I'll get the jug up here for just a second right. because I'm going, to talk about, I'm going to talk about records. So does this have last year's game score uh, on it? Yeah, it does. it's on there. So the Tigers won last year's game 41-20. to 20. And we have won now five in a row. And the overall record, this is a, this is a rivalry that started in 1922. Yeah. Uh, the longest, longest continuously the first, played rivalry in the first game. Yeah, the 1922. State. There it is right there. Who won that one? Uh, Laura won 12-9. 12-9, yep. 1922. If any of you remember that, <laughs> um, good for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we are. That was 98 years ago. Um, the it, again started in 1922. The longest consistently played rivalry game in the state. Mm -hmm. um, even played during Katrina. Yep. When after Katrina happened, they played it during the day yep. because there was no power. But it was so important to everybody, to the communities, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So important to the communities that they felt like they needed to play the game, and so they did. And they played it during the day because there were no lights. Uh, it's just one of those things that means so much to both of these towns, uh, separated by only a few miles, and, and it, it's just super important. But the overall record for this thing, Laurel leads it 47, 45, and 5. Okay, so we've really closed the gap winning five in a row, going all the way back to 2014. But we're two games away from tying it up. We still got some work to do. <laughs> we're two games away from tying it up, Coach. We're going to try to make it six in a row this year. Definitely. I mean, definitely. You know, we have a lot of fun talking about this little jug. And the thing that's so amazing about this, this jug, uh, you know, not Jerome probably was looking at it a while ago trying to find, hey, that, that's my senior year right there. Yeah. People that graduate from Hasburg or Law, when they see us, the first thing they do is go find that year they graduated. Hey, we won it. And, you know, it's just instant memories. And uh, so I explained that to our players this week, that how important this piece of uh, memorabilia is to both communities. And, uh you know, uh, just the importance of this game to both cities, uh, city of Hasburg and city of Laurel. And so, uh, you know, we're looking forward to defending it. The, little, the original Little Brown Jug was a little smaller than this, mm -hmm. and I believe Coach Breland has it there in, in Laurel at their museum, right? He does. Uh, you know, I think they found it in uh, Caretaker's Attic. Yeah. Uh, and it's a smaller version of this. And, uh, you know, Little Brown Jug of Whiskey, and, of course, the story goes, they used to bet, uh, ride the train back and forth from Hattiesburg to Laurel doing – uh, for the game, and uh, one time they decided to bet a jug of whiskey, and uh, Dust was born the Little Brown Jug game. So that's uh, very high school like <laughs> betting a jug of whiskey. Yeah. On. we're gonna set this back over here. We've already had folks here taking pictures with it and. 
pictures with Coach Vance. And just, uh, again, it's a big deal to the communities. Um, you know, and just talk about that real quick. What does this – and I know you have this conversation with 100 people every year this week of the season. But tell me what it means um, – First to the cities that are involved. Where are you going with that? <laughs> He's not going far. <laughs> <laughs> we know where he lives. First to the cities that were involved or that are involved, and then secondly to the players uh, yeah. and the coaches that are involved in it every year. You know, I think it's a great responsibility for us as coaches. I speak for me and Coach Breland both. We realize the responsibility of representing our particular schools and our cities uh, in the jug game, and uh, we don't take it for granted. Uh, you know, for our players, they understand that, uh, you know, five, ten years from now, they'll come back and they'll find that date, uh, their senior year or junior year on that jug, and uh, they'll remember that game and, hey, did we win? I remember we win. I remember us winning. I remember us losing it, uh, whatever the case may be. But the significance of it is huge to both programs, uh, you know, both uh, cities, you know. And I hadn't seen the mayors go at it yet, but I'm sure that's coming. Uh, so, Mayor McGee, get ready. I, I know Mayor Barker be coming right back at you with something. So, I always look forward to the mayors on news talking about the jug game but uh no it's just uh it's fun uh you to my old-fashioned rivalry that's fun to be a part of and uh you know i've been coaching 22 years now and these last seven years to be a part of the jug game has been special to me yeah, absolutely and you talked about the mayors they usually have some kind of small wager oh, that yeah. goes on and uh all kinds of stuff they really get involved and i saw the i saw today a memory on facebook from last year where, uh, you know, they've got all the fire hydrants painted around yeah. Hattiesburg, different things, where they've got one painted like the Little Brown yeah. Jug. And uh, Mayor Toby Barker was able to go on there last year and paint the score yeah. uh, for the Tigers winning another one. So we're going to try to keep that thing here one more year, at least one yes, more year, at least. Uh, sixth in a row, and yep. try to get this record at least evened up a little bit. You know, I told our freshmen uh, yesterday in practice, you know, you know, if they would – you know, if this team does their job for the next two, three years, they'll be the team that has a chance to flip that thing and give Hattiesburg the most W's in this series. So, uh, right. you know, but it's a challenge laid out there to those guys as freshmen to make sure they understand the responsibility they have as members of Hattiesburg Tiger football team. Yep. Yeah, we got an audience question. What you got, Jerome? The 2015 game. That's the comeback game. Miracle between the bricks. Well, I was um, looking at the score right there. What, <laughs> tell me what the score was. 34-32 Tigers. Yeah, uh, never forget it. You know, uh, we're down 32-6 with three minutes and 52 seconds left in the game. And 32-6. Uh, just just six, to recap, 32-6 with three minutes and 52 seconds. Three minutes and 52 seconds left. And I look down outside line toward the uh, scoreboard end, and I see our former athletic director, Dr. Cheyenne Trussell. He walks down, and he's got the jug in his hand, and – I look and I like, hmm, ain't no way we can let the jug go back over there, man. And you know he was making preparation to take it back across the field, you know, at 32-6. And uh, I just remember some, I don't know, some came over me, man. I was like, we finna win this game, guys. We finna <laughs> win this game, man. We not finna lose the jug. And uh, I think that time it was just a, really hit me, man. We can't lose this game. And uh, man, now, was one this, thing, this was in Laurel. This was in Laurel, uh, known as the what miracle between the bricks, I guess they call it now. Uh, but, uh, you know, we end up scoring. Uh, we throw it. Uh, Julian Connor throw it in the end zone to Jordan Murphy. We kick it on side. We get it. Uh, we score again within two, three plays. Uh, we kick another one on side. They get it. Uh, we stop them. Uh, they have to punt. We partially block the punt. We get it. We throw another one in the end zone for a touchdown uh, to Murphy. Uh, 
kick it onside again. They get it back, and uh, they run it, and we hit the running back. He fumbles, uh, <laughs> and we get it, and we throw it in the end zone again. And next thing you know, it's 34-32. And, uh, you know, everybody that went out and left the game early, you know, it was on the way back to Hattiesburg, and, you know, and they started hearing the noise. And I think they tried to come back, and I don't think they would let them back in the game. And uh, <laughs> So I think a lot of people learned that I'm not going to leave the game early. Yeah. And so, But uh, definitely one of those great games and the long steward rival between Hasburg and Laurel. Well, and that's uh, one that people will talk about. Yeah, you know, they'll yeah. go back and look for that 2015 yeah. on that jug, and they'll say, I remember that game. Yeah, yeah, that was it, 2015. Miracle between the bricks. Miracle between the bricks. Yeah. Now, Jerome, were you calling that game? Jerome's, that was the year I started radio, but I started like halfway through the season or so, so I missed that one. But, uh, man, I wish I wouldn't have. That would That sounds like it was a fantastic time. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jerome was quitting on him already. He was done. He was like, just give it up. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I think that, that game right there was one of the games when I look back at where our program is now. And I think back to that 2015 game and those guys not quitting, those guys not giving up. You know, and um, that was one of the games I think that helped co uh, propel our program to where it is now. And uh, so I always be thankful for that game, 2015, Miracle Between the Bricks. Miracle Between the Bricks. You won't ever forget that one. No. So we were supposed to have Laurel head coach Todd Breland here with us, and, and he had agreed to come on. Yeah. He agreed last year when we were doing this show. He did. Said that he would come on, and uh, he ended up having an open house tonight, so he wasn't able to make it. So we'll just pick on him while he's not now, here. If he's not at open house, I'm going to find out. Uh, you're going to find <laughs> out. I got you. Um, talk about he's been here. Has he been at Laurel as long as you've been here? He's been there a little longer, longer. than I've been here. Okay. Yeah. Um, talk about y'all's relationship. I know that he was one of the first guys you talked to when you came on here, and, and I know you guys talk quite a bit, and yeah. uh, you guys have a pretty good relationship. Talk about yeah. that. Uh, when I took this job, he was the first coach in South Mississippi to call me and say, hey, congratulations on your hire. Uh, welcome. I'm Coach Breland. I didn't know Coach Breland, and uh, he called, introduced himself, told me who he was, and uh, told me about the jug game. He said, we'll be playing for the jug. And, you know, he started trying to tell me the importance of it, and I didn't quite get it. <laughs> I just didn't. I was like, you know, okay. you know. Y'all didn't have games like that in Charleston? No, nah, no. Nah. Yeah, we had a rivalry, but trust me, it wasn't like the Jug game. <laughs> uh, we played in Charleston, played, and still currently, still plays West Tallahatchie, which is cross-county rivalry, but I don't think it's been much of a rivalry. I think Charleston won probably 30 years in a row or more, so haven't been much of a rivalry. Shout out to my folks in Charleston. So, so you watching. had something to do with that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we won ours when we were there, but uh, but nothing like the little brown jug. So we played for the Golden Egg. So uh, so it was the Egg Bowl there in Charleston. But uh, you know this is special, uh, be a part of the jug game, the history behind it, between it, and uh, you know not to downplay the Egg Bowl between Charleston mm -hmm. and West Tally. But like I said, when Charleston's won last probably 30 plus years, it ain't been much of a rivalry. But uh, you know this game, nobody ever knows how this game gonna go. You know you can come in expecting to be a high-scoring game, and it may be 12-8, you know. You come in expecting defenses to shine, and it allowed to be a shootout. You just never know. So uh, that's the excitement about the jug game. You just never know what to expect. Uh, you can throw both teams' records mm -hmm. out the window. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, in 2015, we may have been the only team to beat Law. They won the state championship that mm -hmm. year. Uh, so, you yeah, know. they ended up uh, beating us in the playoffs that year, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you just, uh, when you play a jug game, Man, you throw out – you never know what's going to happen, man. So you and Coach Breland end up doing this time of year every year, doing two or three different interviews yeah, together. Yeah, Y'all ever talk any trash? Oh, all the time. Uh, all I the figured, time. You know? So he, he knows that 
uh, you know, the only time they're going to see the jug is, you know, probably pregame. So yeah. he'd rather tell his guys go over there and take a look at it. He can look you across know, the so sidelines. Yeah, that'd be it, you know. So, uh, but no, we have, it's all fun, man. And uh, Coach Brady's a great friend of mine. We talk all the time, we do. So he keeps telling me going to bring me up there and let me go deer hunting with him, but I'm waiting. Well, so. you know, it's those promises. <laughs> kind of like you said he was going to come to our show tonight. Yeah, and he didn't come. yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm I've, I've known Coach Breland most of my life. Uh, I was I was around during his first stint at Laurel. Uh, so I've known him. He is, he's a good guy. Great guy. Family. Does a great people. job, man. Runs a great program. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. I do. So, uh, but good friend of mine. And uh, like I say, he's one of the first guys to call when I took this job, man. And, uh, you know, made me feel welcome. He did. So I really appreciate that, Coach Breland. Let's talk about the game. Laurel came back. Laurel scored 15 fourth-quarter points last week to squeak out a win against Poplarville, 21-14. They had to do some they had to do some soul-searching there in that game, too. And uh, they're like us. They're somewhat young, somewhat inexperienced. We were talking about that before we went on air. Um, but they do return some experience at quarterback, number 10, yeah. Xavier Evans. Uh, he was unquestionably what made them go last week. Yeah. 117 rushing yards, 128 passing yards, a rushing touchdown, and a passing touchdown. And that's impressive. But let me, let me, let me tell you what impressed me the most about that young man last week. And, you know, I just, you know, people that have been around me know I say you got to have a winner at quarterback. Mm -hmm. And one of his teammates got hurt last week. It was third down, and uh, they threw the ball, and it fell incomplete. And I may have been a running back. I'm not sure. And he physically picked the kid up and told the kid off the field to really? the sideline. The quarterback did. Wow. And I looked, and that was one of the most impressive things I'd seen from a high school kid in a long really? time. I mean, he picked him up and told him off the field. And I lost, man, they've got a winner at quarterback. Yeah. So uh, very impressed with that young man. And, uh, that's just, leadership. Uh, it is. And, and that's and leadership at its finest. And, and that's a guy that cares about his teammates. Absolutely. So uh, I thought that, I, that was, you know, he was impressed with the whites play. But yeah. That probably impressed me more than anything last that's, week. And that's I, awesome. And those are the so, kinds of things that coaches see. Yeah. That, yeah. that, you know, when you and I go to a game, we don't really notice. But coaches notice those types of things. And, um, you know, leadership ability and that kind of stuff is, yeah. is a big thing. And, and that's um, probably the reason those kids play so hard for him, too. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, y'all went to that game last week, right? We did. We did. We you took the team Friday, down so. there. Uh, well, the coaching staff went through. Our oh, players didn't okay. show up. But uh, you know, it was a fun game to watch. Uh, I told Coach Breland, congratulations after the game. Uh, they were fun to watch. Uh, you know, you could see some inexperience and youth in some places, but uh, it certainly wasn't that quarterback. Uh, so, got a great guy. They're leading their team at quarterback. And I think, you know, Coach Breland would agree with me. So goes uh, Zay. So goes the uh, Laurel Tornadoes. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and they lost some guys kind of like we did. Lost Zayas Perriman at running back, who was he was a 1,200-yard rusher last year. Uh, lost some receivers, that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, but, like I said, Evans was pretty much what made him run last week. How do we attack those guys on defense? Well, you know, I think defensively, you know, we've got to stop him. We can't let him beat us. Yeah. You, know, uh, no, you know, we can't let that guy, and he's the guy for them. You know, uh, so uh, we can't let him beat us. we got to try to figure out a way to contain him. I don't think you stop him. Yeah. Uh, he's too good for players just to completely stop him. But I think you got to contain him and uh, minimize the damage that he can do with you, uh, do to you with his legs and with his arms. So, uh, you know, our defense is going to have a challenge, no doubt about it. Uh, offensively, they're fast. Uh, you know, they got guys that can run. So, you know, definitely a challenge for our defense. Uh, defensively, when you look out there, you won't see a lot of big guys. You're going to see a lot of guys that are small, that can run, and they fly to the football. Uh, so I watch them play, man, and, 
you know, you think you've got a, you know, big gaping hole, and all of a sudden it closes because of the speed they have on defense. So, uh, you know, we're going to try to find some things that work. And, uh, you know, uh, as the old Green Bay Packer coach said, we're going to matriculate the ball down the field. Matriculate the ball, yep. <laughs> try That's to get right. some first downs, man. And, uh, you know, just uh, trying to find some things to work offensively and put the ball in the end zone. It'll be a little bit different offense that they see with us than they saw last week at Poplarville, Oh, yeah, totally right? different. Totally different. So Poplarville uh, ones that wing to your offense. Yeah, uh, did they throw any passes? It. They threw a few. Did they, they threw a few, but they're really good and efficient at what they do offensively. And, uh, you know, they had the hands full with them. They We're going to look a little bit different than that, hopefully. Um, the fairly young, you talk, You mentioned well, the defense. Well, uh, just to let you know, we will be in the wing tee this week, Coach Breland, so y'all can start preparing for the wing tee. I That's thought we what, weren't going to tell him that. Well, I decided to just share it with him so he can start preparing for Since it. Since he didn't show up, <laughs> you got to watch now to see what we're going to do on offense next week <laughs> or this week. Um, you mentioned the defense. They're fairly young on defense, too. They've, they've, they've got a few seniors over there, but they did a good job last week of taking the ball away, it they looked did. like, uh, from the stats. But – and, and we mentioned earlier that we did a good job of protecting the football. So that's going to be going to be two forces there going against each other. How do we move the ball on them? Well, I think we've got to try to, you know, pick and choose, you know, uh, what we do when we do it. You know, I think that, you know, obviously we've got to be able to run the football, but we also got to be able to pass the football. So, you know, I think we just got to kind of have a solid game plan and kind of see what, you know, it's going to kind of be like a boxing match and you know, see what the counterpunch they're going to throw and, Counter, counter their counter, you know. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, we're both uh, a little bit different teams than we've been in the past. And I think uh, last couple of years they knew exactly what we were going to do offensively and with Snoop Connor. And, and I think last couple of years we knew exactly what they were going to do with Zay and the Ormakia, their quarterback, and even Taekwon and Big John and all those guys. So mm -hmm. uh, this year I think both offenses are totally different than we've been in the past, so to speak. Uh, but, you know, we're both, you know, still searching for that true identity. Yeah. Two programs that have been very similar over the years. We talk about uh, talk about the Tigers a lot, graduating a lot of seniors, having quite a few seniors playing college football. Laurel the same way. Yeah. They've got quite a few guys. You just named some. Yeah, that's playing college football right now. Guys that have have been dandy dozens. Mm -hmm. Guys that have been uh, played in that Miss Al game, yeah. Mississippi Alabama All Star game. Um, so very similar programs on very yeah. similar trajectories. And you you guys, you and Coach Breland both have done a great job with the kids and, and that kind of stuff. And, and I know that that's probably not going to fall off anytime soon no. as long as you guys are no, there. Our kids really get along well with their kids, man. And uh, it's always fun to watch them compete against each other, man. And when the game's over, and shake hands and wish each other well the rest of the year. And, you know, hope we'll see you again. You know, it's always one of those deals. So, yeah, I expect nothing less than that come Friday night. You know, uh, we'll have fun and we'll leave it all on the field, man. And we'll leave there and we'll, you know, laugh and We'll be better because we played a team like Law, I guarantee you. Last thing I want to ask you, Coach, I, I grew up around that stadium. Um, I played there a couple of times. And for me, there's always a different feel in there. It's, it's, a, it's a different kind of stadium. It's, it's unique. There's yeah. not anywhere that I've ever been like it. <laughs> Those bricks are hot, man. And they are hot. <laughs> so is it, is, it, is it different for you guys? Is it kind of a different feel, or is it just another game for y'all? It's You know, somebody asked that question earlier in the week, just, you know, does home field advantage matter when you're playing in Hattiesburg or when you're playing in Laurel? And, you know, I think when both teams are evenly matched and, you know, it's nip and tuck, it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. You know, when uh, both teams are evenly matched and Big Moe swings, oh, it's a huge deal, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, Big Moe's always important in that game, man. Who can get the momentum going their way uh, early or late is going to pretty much kind of determine the outcome of that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We are 
Really going to need you guys between the bricks. It's Friday night this week. Normally we play it on Saturdays. You want to explain why we're yeah, not playing uh, on Saturday? You know, once we released our schedule, Southern Miss schedule was released after hours, so uh, they're playing Alcorn this Saturday. So, you know, in an attempt not to affect anybody's crowd, theirs yeah. or ours, uh, we moved our game to a Friday. So uh, people that wanted to catch both could, you know. Couldn't so. get them to move theirs? <laughs> no, couldn't, man. Afraid not. Uh, so, yeah, it's Friday, this Friday night, between yep. the Bricks in Laurel, Laurel High School, uh, 7 o'clock, tickets $7. Um, come out. It's yeah. not far, and it's always an awesome atmosphere there, an awesome experience. They bring big crowds. We usually bring a big crowd. It gets loud in there. Not only is it hot between the Bricks, but it's loud between yeah. the Bricks. And uh, I'm telling you, it's, it's one of the better atmospheres that you're going to come across in high school football in the Mississippi. Definitely. And just come out, experience it, have a good time. We need you there. Cheer these guys on. Um, we do want to say Booster Club applications are $20, $30 with a T-shirt. Um, also want to look up here. I should have already had this pulled up, but I want to mention the sponsors. Uh, City of Hattiesburg, Forest County Board of Supervisors, Forest General Hospital, the first, the National Banking Association, Clyde Bryant State Farm Insurance, the first bank, Coca-Cola, Ab Payne and Associates, and obviously Walk-Ons Bistro and Bar here. They've been good to us. Uh, we really enjoy being here. This is a great setup, great atmosphere for us. You hear, hear people in the background. Last year we had two or three, or last week we had two or three birthday parties. <laughs> We've got, there's a couple of different fantasy drafts going on here tonight. Plus they've got Krispy Kreme bread pudding. So definitely. Come out, give these guys a shot if you haven't been here already. Uh, I want to thank everybody. want to tell you, if you can't be at the game, uh, you can listen to us on 92.7 The Score. Also, there's going to be a link. Our, the WMXI app is not functional at the moment. There's going to be a link uh, to where you can stream the radio broadcast. John's going to put that, uh, assume, in the comments on the Facebook Live. Yeah, on the Facebook Live um, show down there so there's a link you can click that on your phone on your computer be able to uh stream the audio you can also watch the game um any glitches that we had last week john has assured me that we're gonna have worked out i'm just kidding he hasn't <laughs> assured me anything um <laughs> no he he i tell i nobody was more frustrated than john so we're gonna get that worked out i promise it's a work in progress hattiesburgtigers.com or uh on this very Facebook page right here, Hattiesburg Athletics, Hattiesburg High School Athletics Facebook page. You can you can live stream with the audio there of the game. That's all the places you can watch or listen. But the best place to be is between the bricks. No doubt. Uh, come out. I want to invite you to come out every week, Tuesday nights at 7 here, live at Walk-Ons. We're going to um, have these shows all year. Coach, I haven't even asked you, do you want to do one next week or you want to take next week off? I'll put you on uh, the spot. <laughs> We're open next week, so we don't right. have an opponent, so we're guaranteed to win. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we'll let so, you know. That's for sure. We'll, so, we'll let yeah. you know. We'll, uh, we will post it on the Facebook page. I, I meant to ask Coach that earlier, and I didn't ask him. But yeah. we'll let you know. We'll post it on there. But we'll definitely be back the next week when we do have a game for sure uh, right here at Walk-On's Bistro and Bar. Any final thoughts? No, just looking forward to this week's game. Uh, I want to thank our fans for coming out last week, supporting us, and uh, definitely looking forward to you guys taking that trip up, up to Laura uh, Friday night in between the bricks and supporting these Tigers. And I guarantee uh, those guys' hard work this week to put a better product on the field this week than we did last week. 
Absolutely. 1-0 this week. Thanks, Coach Vance. Thanks, John Arnder, uh, our technical guru. Thanks, Jerome and Deuce and my family and Coach Vance's family, everybody, for showing up tonight. Uh, Y'all be back. Come back with us next week. And uh, for all of us, good night. Go Tigers.